There is one story that every person is a part of, and it goes like this. God created us out of love to be in relationship with him. But our trust in God was broken by sin, and we became separated from him. So God sent Jesus Christ into the world to redeem us and restore us to new life. We all belong within the big universal story of God's redeeming love. But at the same time, we each have our own individual experiences with God. Our encounters with his grace, mercy, hope, healing, these moments are as unique and unrepeatable as we are. And they are stories that are meant to be shared. You're listening to The Story, a podcast by St. Andrew the Apostle Catholic Church. In each episode, a different member of our community tells the story of a personal experience in their journey to know and follow the Lord. Hello, and welcome back to The Story. For this episode, I invited Cody Baus to share about his time as a traveling missionary. Cody will be telling us the story about a challenging year on the road with his fellow missionaries. All right. So Cody, thank you for being here to take part in our podcast. Could you just tell us a little bit about who you are, just so people get a feel? Yeah, sure, Marissa. First of all, thanks for having me. Um, But yeah, so my name is Cody Baus. I'm 26 years old. I've been a parishioner here for almost 20 years. Uh, My background is in mathematics and statistics. I'm currently a a teacher at Father Gabriel Shard High School. I teach math to the seniors. Uh, I graduated from University of Michigan down the streets uh, and then did a master's degree at Purdue uh, and did two years of mission work, which is part of what I'm going to be talking about today. All right. So let's just dive into that then. Uh, So what kind of mission work did you do and when was that in your life? Sure. So I did two years of mission work with a group called NET Ministries. Uh, So NET's an acronym. It stands for National Evangelization Teams. And they are what the name says. Uh, they they put together uh, teams of college-age individuals, 18 to 28 um, age range, and uh, they put about 12 of them together on a team, and they send them across the country in uh, 15 passenger vans with a trailer on the back. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a few teams that do end up staying in one central location uh, over the course of the year, and they minister in one particular area, but most of their teams travel around the country, and they put on retreats primarily. There's a few other things they do, but retreats is kind of their their main ministry. Uh, so I spent two years with them, uh, once in 2014-15 uh, when I was 20 years old, and then uh, I went back to college for two years, and then I, I served again with them when I was 23, uh, and that was 2017-18 school year. Where did you end up traveling? All over the place. Uh, so I went, I believe it was 43 of the 48 uh, continental United States over the course of those two years. All in a um, All in a van? All in a van, uh, put like forty to 45,000 miles on, on the two vans that I was in over the two years. And uh, yeah, it worked out well. My first year, I kind of went central and west. And then my second year, I went east. So nice. I, I covered it all. So go ahead. I know you have a testimony about what those experiences were like. Yeah. So I guess the main testimony, the thing I want to share is about my second year. But okay. I want to talk briefly about my first year so you kind of have the stage set. So my first year I went, I was 20 years old, mm-hmm. like I said, and had no idea what I was getting myself into. Um, I, I had never lived outside of the house. I'd never done, uh, you know, anything like going on mission work or anything like that. Um, but I signed up. The Holy Spirit was like, go do it. And so I did it. And uh, it ended up being uh, really uh, the best nine months of my life. 
So it is a, a nine month commitment. It's a school year. So it's from August running through May. Okay. And uh, so I went the first year and uh, ended up on this, this traveling retreat team. And we did, I think, 118 retreats or something like that in a nine month span, most of them just a, a day long and traveled all across the country. And uh, I, I, again, I didn't know what to expect going into it, but it ended up being this wonderful, beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Um, first and foremost, for, for the ministry that was done and the fact that I probably got to meet uh, somewhere between 800 and 1,000 uh, young men who were just in the small groups that I had on retreats, and there were more besides. Yeah, what was the age group that the retreats were? Right. So uh, mostly what Net tries to do is middle school and high school. Okay. Uh, occasionally they'll do a retreat that's older or younger, but middle school and high school is kind of uh, their their focus. And are you are you going to parishes, Catholic schools? All of the above. Okay. Um, so what we would often do is we'd have uh, retreats at parishes uh, on the weekends or in the evenings during the week. And we would often go to Catholic schools like during the school day. So a lot of them would have us come in and we just take over their school day from like 730 to 330 or whatever their hours were. And so, yeah, so I got to do this ministry and got to minister to all these these young men who are in my small groups and others besides. It was also this beautiful experience to uh, travel and stay with host families because um, Net doesn't put you up in hotels or anything like that. It's uh, staying with different families who, out of the generosity of their hearts, they take these missionaries in, they feed them, they house them uh, and whatnot. And it was this this beautiful thing that I never expected to travel around the country and hear these stories from all these different uh, Catholic families mm-hmm. all across the country and um, to hear stories about how uh, this Catholic couple met and fell in love and got married, to hear um, from priests about their vocation story, mm-hmm. to hear about, you know, the the highlights and the the moments of God's grace coming in and as well as just moments where um, things were a struggle and they were still waiting for, for you know, uh, God to bring about a resolution for things. And it was just such a blessing to participate with these families and to just... Mm-hmm like share that that walk with God with them mm-hmm. for even if it was just one night that we were there yeah. and have that experience and it was also uh, an amazing thing to be uh, with this team it was all of us again college age uh the oldest was 23 the youngest was 18 okay and 12 of us in that range six guys six girls and just to have 12 of us who were all seeking out God and trying mm-hmm. to chase him together and had that common united goal uh, and to then spend nine months mm-hmm. in, in that moment in, in the way that we would learn to uh, to love each other and to encourage each other and to build each other up in holiness. And just this reckless pursuit of the kingdom of heaven together is an experience I've never <laughs> repeated. Um, and there was just so much beauty in that year for, for all of those reasons. Um, again, nine of the best months of my life. And near the end of that year, I wanted to go into a second year right away. Yeah. Um, and it ended up circumstances kind of conspired and, uh, I'd made promises to be elsewhere. And so I ended up going back to college and mm-hmm. spent two more years to finish my degree. And as soon as I was done with the degree though, I, I knew what I wanted to do. I knew when I, I wanted to go back to net again for a second year. And so I signed up, uh, it was over Thanksgiving weekend, um, for the following August. Like it was really early that I, I committed. So you knew then all along those two years that, it was just on your heart, like, I got to go mm-hmm. back and do it again. Yeah, it was something that God was calling me to do, and it was something that I really, I, I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it was it was constant for two years, and that's one of the yeah. ways that we know what the Lord's will is, if, is if, it's, if yeah, it's constant. consistent, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I went back to net, and okay. I do this second year. And the thing that I've been told every second year experiences is, 
no matter how much you think you're prepared for it, your second year is never like your first year. Um, <laughs> it just isn't. Even though you go in, it's the same ministry and it's the yeah. same setup and it's the yeah. same, you know, traveling around in a van. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, it's not the same. And I, I found that out in a really unique way. Because I went and I was, again, I was on one of these traveling retreat teams mm-hmm. that didn't kind of have an, a base of operations. I was traveling all over the country. And so NET starts out in Minnesota, which is where it's based mm-hmm. in. Uh, we do training there and, and then we head out uh, for uh, the drive up and down the East Coast in, in the case of my team. And it was different from my first team in a lot of ways. And and it's different people. So I guess that's expected. Right. Um, you know, there's always whenever you start with a net team, there's like a degree of awkwardness, like at the beginning, because here's you and 11 other people that you haven't met before. <laughs> And so it's always a little bit awkward at the beginning. Um, but so me and I guess in my second year, there were 11 of us. Uh, so it was six girls and five guys. Uh, and so we were heading off. We were making this trip. And, you know, it's always awkward at the beginning. But it just the the year as a whole just kind of never really got on the right foot at mm. any point. Um, you know, there was a lot of uh, discord amongst our, our team during the, the, the first half of the fall semester. And, you know, a lot of, uh, I, I think, I think more miscommunication with people than anybody maliciously trying to do anything, you know, I, I, I'm not, you know, not a blame on any individual person, mm-hmm. but um, just a lot of misunderstanding each mm-hmm. other. And some of that was in how are we doing ministry, just like the really objective stuff about this is how we're going to run a retreat and stuff. I mean, NET has its own style and its way of doing it, but every team kind of has their own unique way of, of bringing mm-hmm. the gifts and talents of their people to the ministry of net so we we, we just had some miscommunications that way and mm-hmm. some people thought we were doing this and some people thought we were doing that and it just seemed like we couldn't get past it um in, in different ways and then there was also miscommunications with like the the kind of team life as we would mm-hmm. call it like how we spend time together as a team when we're not doing ministry right because you are with these people even when you're not actively on a retreat and you know just uh difficulties for us to to kind of learn how to communicate and really difficulties for us to learn how to love each other you know and it's you know that we use that word love in today's culture and Mm -hmm. it's like we think of this like romantic movie kind of right um but no like on a net team you know we we use this as like the 12 apostles loved each other yeah you know and and like how we're called to love each other as brothers and sisters Mm -hmm. in christ uh and that's actually some on a net team so we refer to each other as our brothers and sisters and you know, part of that, though, is as, as you come to learn and, and know more about your, your teammates, you're supposed to be able to come to love them better. Right. Uh, you find the ways that uh, the things that really make them feel loved and appreciated and cared for. And they do the same for you. And my first team was able to really do that. And it's a learning process all throughout yeah. the year. It doesn't happen on day one. Um, but my first team kind of learned and grew in that. And my second team did to some extent, but it seemed like we kept hitting roadblocks in ways that we just... We didn't understand and we were struggling and there was a, a real struggle on our team to, um, we, we call it to reconcile, um, uh, which is, you know, to when inevitably 12 people that are spending every waking moment together when somebody offends somebody else or hurts somebody else with something they said or did, you know, uh, being able to go into, uh, you know, to, to point out, hey, this this hurt me or, or yeah. this wronged me or for the other person to come and say, hey, I hurt you. I realized that I'm sorry. And to have that moment of uh, reconciliation um between the two people and to grow in that and for whatever reason this the second team of mine you know just struggled with that and struggled with a lot of different things and so 
we kind of limped through the first half of the year. And I don't think there was any one thing that was responsible Mm -hmm. for it. I think there was a lot of different things that were going on. Uh, But the long and short is that it was this less than ideal situation. And Annette, when when you come to December, you get two weeks off to go home for Christmas. Um, And so everybody comes back to Minnesota in December, and we all depart from there. And my team got called back early, like early by like six hours kind of thing. Like, so it was kind of like we were the only ones there uh, in, in the net center, in, in the main base of operations for Nets. And they like are pulling us aside and they're interviewing us and they're trying to find out, you know, like mm. what's the source of yeah, all of this? Yeah, to get to the, the bottom of it. You know, it was like CSI net, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so they, they're talking to a bunch of us and they're trying to figure things out and. You know, there were some things that they identified that weren't mm-hmm. working and whatnot. And, you know, it was kind of um, discussed and there was there was maybe a step that was made towards um, trying to make a change. And then kind of the, the first of the like really bad things that happened to us that year happened. So on that evening, um, our male team leader. So every mm-hmm. net team has two team leaders, one guy and one girl. Uh, and they co-lead together um, the team. And our male team leader, who uh, um, I think he kind of felt under fire because he was supposed to be in charge and. Uh, things weren't going right, and uh, so for whatever reason, uh, that evening he he walked out. Okay. Um, he didn't leave a note or anything like that. He just took his suitcase and walked out of the net center. Jeez. Didn't tell anybody, and so you know it, it's hard. Even even when you know the team hasn't found its groove or whatnot, so this is still a guy that you've spent mm-hmm. every day with for right. four months straight at that point, and a guy that you've been calling your brother, and a guy that you know even if he might you know infuriate you at times because everybody in your team infuriates you at some point he's still your brother and you love him yeah and for whatever reason he chose to walk out and Mm -hmm. that was um that was really difficult because you know uh at the net center so all all the guys on the team were in the same room and so we're now running around because it's 10 o'clock at night or whatever and we're trying to where is he like we're worried and you know we ended up not getting answers until the next day finding out that he left and that was that was really hard for the team uh, a real struggle and um so we end up we go home for christmas break and, and we go home with this kind of hanging over us of everybody knows at this point that you know this is not what a normal net team should look like mm-hmm. this is not what a normal year should look like and so we go home and you know we we kind of deal with this for two weeks on our own and uh just trying to, to pray through it and we had you know our our supervisors kind of checked in with each of us over the break and how are you doing and whatnot but uh, in the end there's only so much you can do and uh, so we come back to January and like none of us have any idea what to expect. Uh, so it's January now and we show up and Ned's brought in this this new guy to be the new team leader uh, and to join our team. Okay. And so uh, he comes in and he joins us and, you know, we're all trying to be excited and trying to welcome him and, you know, like this is our new brother kind of thing. You know, so uh, he's taking the lead and it was, uh, you know, things are going to be better now. You know, yeah. things are going to change yeah. and, you know, we're just trying to be optimistic and not that a change of uh, the team leader is all that happened. Like there was other things that we talked about, other things we wanted to do better uh, in the in the second half of the year. And so we kind of have this like renewed optimism and we head out on the road and uh, things are still not working. <laughs> <laughs> There's still this just like, like not that it's any one thing, but it's just for whatever reason, like we can't manage to get all uh-huh. 11 of us on the same page you know for any length of time and so it's still like okay we're going and we're doing ministries mm-hmm. and we're, tr- or we're doing retreats doing the ministry and we're, we're trying to 
trying to invest and trying mm-hmm. to give our all because this this ministry is still worth doing even if yeah we're really yeah. struggling to do it you know and we're just trying to trust god in mm-hmm. this and we had actually at the the end of january um we had uh, a strain of flu uh came through and oh no that year uh it was really across like most of the northern states like the flu is really bad that year in oh, like no. uh 2018 and so we had this strain of flu that hit and there ended up like five of us got it and we had to like leave our team uh, for a week. So we like quarantined for like eight days or something like that to mm-hmm. get over the flu. And this was coming off. So uh, me and one of the other guys had actually had quarantined already like two weeks earlier oh, uh, for a different strain of the flu. And we got a different strain, uh, both of us and then three other teammates this time. And so we quarantine and luckily we 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 were somewhat close still and Ned actually like loaned us two people from a different net team that was in the area <laughs> that came and did mission work with our team and did retreats with our team for just yeah. like five yeah. days so we 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 get through that time and we rejoin our team and okay things still aren't working right and we're still trying to figure stuff out and uh then uh this was more me personally than the team but in in the second week of February, I got a third strain of flu. Oh my gosh, you just kind of um, had your break. Yeah, so in like five weeks, I got three different strains of the flu. And at least the latter two times, I actually went in the doctor's office and they tested me. And so they told me, yep, this is flu, absolutely. So uh, I got this third strain of the flu and it was just like, okay, you're going home. <laughs> and they sent me home for, for about a week. Uh, like actually, my, my mother, God bless her, she drove like four hours to come and get me. Uh, so my team... Uh, drops me off and my mom picks me up and I go home and I end up like sleeping in my own bed for the week and whatnot and went to the doctors like three different times and it, it turned out so because I'd gotten three strains of flu in five weeks uh-huh. I'd coughed so much I'd bruised my lungs um, so I ended up I was on an inhaler okay. for essentially the rest of the year um, the the rest of the net year uh, but my team they they came and got me uh, they were actually due to come to Michigan okay. uh, very briefly anyways and so uh, they picked me up as part of that coming to Michigan, and I was away from for about a week. And it was kind of like, okay, everybody's back, everybody's healthy. Like again, we're trying to be optimistic. We're trying to turn over this this new leaf. And you know, three weeks later goes by, and then I guess one of the more serious things. So our 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 male team leader, um, our new guy who had just come in January, um, right? The the long and short of it, and I won't bore you with the the lengthy story, but so he got asked to leave the road, um, uh, to leave our our team. And and it uh, it was just more of the struggles mm-hmm. that our team was experiencing, and so he went home at that point. And then our our female team leader, uh, she went home as well. Um, she went home, so all of a sudden we were then nine people. Okay. And Ned actually um, had one of our supervisors. Uh, so every net team has two supervisors, um, and uh, a guy and a girl, and they kind of co co supervise a couple different net teams between them. And Ned actually left our, our male supervisor with us the rest of the year. Um, so we had 10 people uh, going forward from then on for the remaining like two, two and a half months is what it was at this point. And it was really difficult during that time. And we kind of limped through the last couple months as well. And it was, it was very different from like the first half when I said we were limping through. Cause then we were just like, uh, it's, it's like trying to get through, but, you just can't like really run mm-hmm. right. You know, you mm-hmm. can't get everything working. And this last one was really like kind of dragging ourselves to the finish yeah. line. Um, Cause we'd just been through so much and it was hard and it was a very somber 
two months. Um, and yet God blessed us. He always mm-hmm. gave us the strength. There was not one moment over the course of that year that we ever went into a retreat or any place where we were doing ministry mm-hmm. and we didn't have the grace to do it. Like God always, 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 always provided. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just, it was hard. And really it was, you know, we still, we, we did the retreats and the ministry well. Um, the hard part was really like the team life when we were, it was just us and not necessarily knowing how to, how to be a team anymore mm-hmm. with everything that had happened. And so we kind of limped through to the end and just for, for one last like parting shot. <laughs> so in our final week, like six days before we were due mm-hmm. back at the net center to end the year, um, we were driving our, again, 15 passenger van mm-hmm. with a trailer on the back and we were the third car in a five car pileup oh on gosh. the highway. Uh-huh. Uh, we actually had uh, EMTs were there within like three minutes. Okay. Uh, it was really fast. Um, it, it just so happened and God was providing because it was like the exit previous was like a hospital half a mile down. They were there down. super quick. Yep. So they were there really quick and they, they checked us all out mm-hmm. and made certain okay. But it was also, uh, uh, it was, it was another uh, like hand of God thing. Cause just like a couple of weeks before our trailer had, uh, kind of broken down and nets and ministry, they were used stuff forever. Mm-hmm. Um, so that the vans and the trailers are really old and our trailer like broke down. Uh, and it, it would have been worth, it would have cost more to fix it than to just buy a new one. Um, so Annette said, okay, go buy a new one. And as it turns out where we were, wherever it was, uh, they didn't have any of the like cheap trailers that Net wanted to use. So we had to buy a nice one, uh, which was really structurally sound. And so it actually like, it took a, uh, a pickup truck slamming into the back of it and oh. it didn't give. Oh, wow. And so it like held that up really well. Right. And that trailer. So it like protected us. Yeah. Cause it didn't slam through. Wow. <laughs> right. Yeah. And as somebody who was sitting in the back row of the van when right. this went down, like yeah. I was appreciative. <laughs> oh, there's no way that's, uh, that's definitely not a coincidence. The timing no. of that, that that happened the week before. No, it is. Yeah. Not. And yeah. it's just, it's another thing that like God was looking after us and providing mm-hmm. for us. Mm-hmm. And, um, so we end up, we limping even more through the yeah. final week. Like we ended up, uh, we got two enterprise minivans <laughs> for the 10 of us. And so uh-huh. we're squeezed into these minivans, uh-huh. you know, five, five people in each. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, it was an adventure and it was, it, it was just kind of like a fitting way to end the year. It really was. You know? yeah. So we get back to the end of the year and we kind of go through, there's one last week where Nick kind of wraps everything up and tries to give you some closure to your, to your year. And, um, I remember being really angry, uh, during that year, yeah. uh, for, a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those reasons were very understandable reasons to be angry. Right. Like it was justified. And, you know, I, I remember I was angry with given individuals at times, uh, especially the couple of guys who left. I, I was angry at them at different points and yeah. probably rightfully so. And, and learning to forgive them was something that took me a long time. I remember being angry at net in general um, mm. because net was supposed to be awesome and great and, mm-hmm. and what my first year was and then I came back for the second year and as good as the first year was the second year was that bad mm-hmm. um and I remember um I remember being angry with God and I was angry with him a lot um because why would he allow this why would God let all of this this terrible crummy stuff happen um you know mm-hmm. and it was just you know, I remember being angry with God and I remember uh, there was one night very distinctly. It was during the second half and I don't remember where exactly it falls in the timeline, but 
I, I, I was actually, me and a couple of the other guys, we were staying uh, in a rectory mm-hmm. um, with a couple of priests. And the rectory was actually attached to the church building. And mm-hmm. um, so I couldn't sleep. And so I got up at like midnight and I went and just like sat in the church, mm-hmm. like on the floor, <laughs> right. right in front of the altar. And I sat there for like three hours. And honestly, I, I let Jesus have it. <laughs> yeah. and, and God, above all, I think wants us to be authentic with him. You know, he wants us to be very mm-hmm. honest with where we are and how we're feeling. And for a lot of like, especially the first half of that year, I just tried to cover it up and, okay, God, I'm just going along and I'm not going to say I'm upset, even though I'm actually upset. And right, um, I'm just going to uh, keep, keep trying to do this and, and, you know, say the right things and pray the right mm-hmm. prayers and, and whatnot. And that second half of the year, I learned to be more honest, um, you know, on this one night that I was sitting on the church floor and I just, I let God have it. And mm-hmm. I, I told him I was angry with him and I told him I was upset. And I, I, I listed out all the things. How, mm-hmm. how could you let this happen to yeah. this team? How could you let this happen to me? And did um, you get, did you get struck down by lightning? No, I didn't. <laughs> Praise God. I think that's what um, we all fear is yes, no that we lightning. have to be so careful and polite with God. Yeah. No, it was it was no lightning struck yeah. me. No angels showed up uh-huh. to you know put me to death on the spot. No, uh, you know, no anything like that. If if anything, like there was so much peace that mm-hmm. came out of that because, uh, you know, I, I ranted, uh, really is the appropriate word, and mm-hmm. I might have gone for an hour. Honestly, mm-hmm. I didn't time it, but it was a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't. You know, I'm not certain if I like paused for breath at any point there. Like, <laughs> so you, you were speaking this out loud, for the most part. Okay, I, some of it was out loud, some of it was in my head, but it was definitely a very okay. clear like, yeah, this is a monologue. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and yeah. you know, the beautiful thing is, you know, as Catholics, Jesus is there. Yeah, in the Eucharist, you know, present in the tabernacle, mm-hmm. he was there and he, he listened. And then at the end of that time, um, when I kind of talked myself out, I'd ranted and used up all the energy, um, I listened. And no, there was no deep, booming voice from the other end of the room. Nothing like that happened for me either, but it was just um, this reassurance that I was given um, in that moment that God was with me and that he still loved me first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I think even though that's not what I could bring myself to say, I think that was what I was scared of is right. that all of this was a sign that like God didn't love me anymore or he didn't care about me anymore. And he just kind of, he was done with me and he, he wasn't going to, you know, uh, look after me. And, and this was kind of what life looked like <laughs> when mm-hmm. God wasn't with me. Sometimes we think when we've had really, really good experiences for some reason, I probably because we're human and we can't think infinitely like God can, we think I used up all my blessing or I used up all my grace that first year and that's all I got and I shouldn't have expected more. Yeah, I wonder that at times. Yeah. And, you know, um, it's almost a thing of like, this is me being a statistician, but like, oh, it's 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 averaging. Like, yeah, <laughs> I got a really good and a really bad year, so it uh-huh. averaged out to like uh-huh. what you would expect. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> And, and yeah, it was just, it was this thought of like, I wasn't blessed anymore. I wasn't God's, God's beloved anymore. And, um, you know, he, he'd blessed me before and either that was it or I didn't use it right or I didn't do what I was supposed to do. And Mm -hmm. so now he, he wasn't, he wasn't interested in blessing me anymore. And, you know, it, it was, as I was sitting there on that church floor that God really, 
you know, affirmed to me in, in a way that I can't really describe. Cause it's not like he spoke out loud, but yeah, he affirmed to me that he still loved me. He still cared mm-hmm. about me. He was there with me and he was walking with me mm-hmm. in that moment. And it was kind of from then on throughout the rest of the year uh, is a true blessing that, you know, I, I really saw the rest of my year from that point on as me walking with Jesus to be crucified, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. which seems like this really like somber thing and this really like horrid thing, like especially from the way our culture would view it. To yeah. Like, oh, you're walking with Jesus to go be crucified. Yeah. And yet there was such a, a comfort to me. Well, and if you're if you're already you're already like you've described it as limping, which I think is a very good like mm-hmm. Jesus carrying his cross he was so beaten and and had been you know such like tortured mm-hmm. so it's, it seems maybe like a dark thing from the outside but like but it's not because that's where you already are so instead yeah. of i have to find my way out of this and then walk with christ christ is coming to me and walking with me how i am yeah yeah and and i like how you say it that way because it's even though jesus did it 2000 years before i did mm-hmm. it's still it's it's really that it's not that we go to Jesus in the moments when we suffer. It's that Jesus came first to us yeah. and yeah. suffered. And, and because of that, can he is now present to us in yeah. our sufferings as well. And it was learning that uh, over that cor- over the course of the rest of mm-hmm. the year and being able to see that, but also to have kind of that, that strength of knowing that Jesus is with me yeah. and that um, wherever we're going with this, mm-hmm. um, Christ is with me. And to know that you're, you're doing it with Jesus Honestly, that's all the comfort that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for me that was enough to carry me through because uh, there was a hundred times that year that I thought about just walking away. Yeah, I was going to ask if you ever thought about quitting. Just about every day. Because clearly, <laughs> I mean, other people had for other reasons, but we all have a breaking point. Yeah. Yeah. And and there were there were a lot of moments that I thought maybe it would be better if I just walked away. Mm-hmm. Um for my sake, for everyone's sake, for whatever. Sometimes it's mm-hmm. really convoluted logic mm-hmm. that I was entertaining of like, oh, it would be better if I left. And every mm-hmm. time, you know, nope, Jesus is with me. He's walking with me. I can't leave. He's not done with me yet. He's not done with me in this place yet. And, you know, I I hope and I pray that over the course of that year, like lives were touched and changed and people were brought to Jesus. Right. and part of being on net and traveling around like that is you just, mm-hmm. you don't know. Um, you don't know because you're, you're in one place for a day and you do a retreat and you move on. You probably never see them again and you don't know. Yeah. And it's, it's very much the gospel passage, you know, um, mm-hmm. where Jesus talks about uh, reaping what you do not sow and sowing what you do not reap. Mm-hmm. And as net, you like, you run in and you throw a whole bunch of seeds yeah. and you hope they find good soil and, and then like, you leave. Well, hopefully someday someone will get to reap this. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so it's it's pretty rare for a net team to mm-hmm. actually get to see the fruit uh, that comes of it. And it's you, you learn to trust a lot. And, um, you know, for for that year, I don't know what fruit came out of it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what was eventually sown from our efforts. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if if anyone at all uh, came to to Jesus because of our efforts. Mm-hmm. I hope they did. I think yeah. they did. You know, there, there were probably a few yeah. along the way, but um, maybe even more than a few, I hope. Yeah. But, you know, it, it's the thing that happened is when I got off the road and I was, mm-hmm. you know, I went home and I was so angry and disappointed mm-hmm. and upset and trying to process all this and trying to deal with it. And I also, you know, it wasn't just dealing with the things that had happened, but I also felt like I'd been cheated. Um, mm-hmm. 
because mm-hmm. I'd had this really good first year. And I was thinking when I went back for a second year, I'd get something like that. Like would, that's I, what you thought you were Yeah, I knew it wouldn't be the into. same, but I was thinking it'd be like, it'd be a really good year like that yeah. again. And and so I, I felt not just like the 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 pain and the wounds mm-hmm. of having gone through the suffering, but also I felt cheated <laughs> of of what of having another good year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yet what happened is, and it took me like a year after being off of net to get mm-hmm. to to this point the the pain faded enough mm-hmm. for me to stop and actually start to look at it and be slightly more objective and what i found was i grew because of that year mm-hmm. i became a better person because mm-hmm. of that year in the moments where i was hurt by other people i learned to forgive in in the moments where you know i i was looked to as the second year mm-hmm. uh, as 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 the person who's done this before, right. is supposed to know what they're doing, and I learned how to lead through through my actions. Um, in the moments when uh, it felt like I couldn't go any further, I learned to to lean on Jesus, and I learned that He was my strength, not what I could provide. Mm-hmm. And I came to a, a deeper trust of Him because of it, mm-hmm. um, because I'd had those moments where He was all I had to lean on. He was mm-hmm. all I had mm-hmm. with me in those moments, and and I had found that He was enough mm-hmm. to get me through them. I came to love Jesus more for those moments where I felt like I was suffering and, and things were difficult and, and yet Christ was with me and yeah. I knew he wasn't abandoning me. He wasn't leaving me. Uh, I, I came to be more honest and forthright with God because of that moment sitting on a church floor and just letting him have it for an hour. Um, and and I, I learned all these things and, and, and I'm a better person because of going through those ridiculously horrible nine months. Yeah. <laughs> and... Honestly, now I'm sitting here and this is uh, two and a half years removed uh-huh. from getting off of off of net. And I can say now that if I could have only had one, my second year was better for me. Uh, it was, I grew more, I, I became better and I, I needed it more mm-hmm. uh, to have that year of being knocked down and humbled. Mm-hmm. And I needed it more than I needed the first year where it, most everything went right. <laughs> Thank you for sharing this this experience with us. I think that everybody can relate to a time in their life when they felt like they were just limping along. Oh, thanks for having me. Thanks so much, Cody. Really appreciate your time. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Story. Tune in next week to hear from Lisa Miller as she tells the story about how prayer sustained her through the process of training for and running a marathon. If you have a story from your personal faith journey that you'd like to share with others through this podcast or by other means, you can let us know by filling out the form at standrewsaline.org slash witness.